and welcome. We are glad you're with us. We are broadcasting live. We are in Franklin, Wisconsin. We've been all over the state. We were in Wausau a couple of days ago, La Crosse yesterday. Today we are here in Franklin, uh, back in the Milwaukee area, just south of uh, Milwaukee, as a matter of fact. And uh, today, if you're watching uh, on the Bud Light live stream, we are at the uh, the brand new Lux Golf. And uh, you can look down the bays there and see we are on the third floor. There's three floors to this thing. But, uh, Ben, Kenny, are you watching on the uh, the Bud Light live stream yet? Oh, man. I just turned it on, Bill. I, I mean, the question that has to be asked is during a commercial break, can we get a couple hacks in there? Uh, yeah. You know what? I can do that. You uh, Absolutely. I'll do that during a commercial break. I go out and, uh, and, and hit a couple. Sure. I was out hitting them uh, earlier this morning. When I got here, now this place is still, they're finishing up construction. It's opened for the most part, but they're finishing up construction. So when I got here this morning at about, I guess about 7.15-ish, uh, there was nobody here. But the construction workers and the doors are open. So you do that thing like you're a cat burglar. You're looking around a little bit, and I'm like, oh. And I've never done this, believe it or not. Have you ever done this? Once. I've done it once. Okay. I've been to, now Potawatomi has a simulator inside. Uh, I think it's called Top Golf or whatever, whatever specifically it's called, but it's a simulator. And then you have to, you know, hit the ball into the screen, and then the ball rolls back to you. But then you got to set it back up and all that. This thing, you just wave the tip of your club in front of the little radar, and it automatically feeds a ball out to you. Never runs out, by the way. Automatically feeds a ball out to you. And a swing away. And then it's got on the dots out there, the uh, furthest red dot is a 300-yard shot. And I was hitting a three-wood today about 227 consistently. And I only hit a couple that kind of veered out of the black. Now, the black is actually the fairway. And the green off to the side would be considered the rough. And then you're aiming for the spots, the blue and the red targets, if you're, you know, chipping or what have you, you know. But it is, this is just badass. I mean, after swinging a club a little bit yesterday, which I did, by the way, swing pretty well. Um, and yesterday, oh, Ben, so I, I wanted to tell you this. Yesterday, we were on a par five. Uh, it was like a 490-something yard par five. And my drive was terrible, so we used one of the other guy's drives. And we were about to, which I was playing with uh, a couple of gentlemen that uh, did not, they weren't big hitters, let's say. So we were about uh, 250 yards, 240 yards out. I hit a three iron because I thought I just want to lay up, right? I got into a three iron and stuck it about four feet from the pin. And it was it was uh, a hop, a land on the green where you needed to repair your ball mark, a hop, and a stick where it landed. I mean, it hit and it maybe moved a foot. Popped it right next, and I thought, oh, my God, I, I, maybe it's going in because it was right behind the pin. So at first you couldn't see it until you got off to the side, and then the angle, it revealed that the ball was there because at first I thought it might have went in. But uh, popped one right next to the pin. We drained it for birdie. It was all good. So uh, the, the game has improved, Ben. Oh, yeah. It's, it's time you and I get out. This is something that I – This is see, this is the time when I wish that uh, you, you were uh, nearby in the uh, studios here in Milwaukee. So you can come out and enjoy this because this is your wheelhouse, man. Oh, I could. Yeah. I mean, I would. The problem is I wouldn't be doing my job for the right. entire this show. This has been Kenny has no pants getting arrested running around out there <laughs> all over it. It just does, man. It just does. Or if anything, uh, but, 
I could fill two to three segments of people laughing at how bad I hit the ball. As long as you don't have like a Charles Barkley swing, you know, I don't think anybody's really going to notice, but, you know, I, I get it. I understand it. Uh, I, I will say this. The, the view that you're looking at right now on the Bud Light live stream, I'm going to have to move the camera back a little bit for me to be able to swing. Uh, other than the people walking through the camera that are not supposed to. Um, so <laughs> they're just, <laughs> just people just do their thing. Uh, anyway, that being said, we are uh, broadcasting live today here at Lux Golf. And uh, we're going to be uh, hanging out here all afternoon. So if you're uh, out in the Milwaukee area and you want to come by, by all means do so. Uh, we'll talk some Packers coming up here in a little bit. And uh, in addition to that, we will also talk uh, Brewers baseball about the, uh, for lack of a better term, the, is there an... Well, apologies, some some technical difficulties uh, with Bill live on site. Let's do this uh, while we figure that out and get him reset. We're going to step away here. Take a quick break. Brewers chatter so much to get to today. A new Big Ten TV deal. That is all coming up next. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Program. Glad to have you. Bill Michael Show. Glad to uh, glad to be out here. We are at Lux Golf Base. We are in Franklin, Wisconsin, and uh, well, you, you know, every time you you go to a new place, you start out, you get uh, maybe an internet signal that becomes intermittent. You find out some things along the way, unfortunately, and it happens, and you get back at it. So that's what we did. Um, the uh, the the brew. I was talking about the Brewers. Brewers lose last night. So Ben, were you inspired by the loss or disappointed by the loss? I, I'm not disappointed, given how dominant you know uh, the Dodgers have been and the guy they had out there on the mound. I, I'm definitely not inspired because I, it wasn't really an inspiring brand right. of baseball. I just kind of feel like I, it was expected in a way, which might be a little sad. Um, correct. And I, I was talking about this yesterday. I, I said, look, after that uh, extra inning win, you can maybe gain momentum. Oh, you know, you can you can maybe garner some things that, you know, you start to say, okay, we can do this. And you, now today, all is not lost because if you win today, yeah, you know, yesterday becomes kind of a okay. They had a hard fought game, and you know, Craig Council after the game, I know, had talked about the fact that, you know, th- this is it's a tough team to beat. You know, we we got you got to play all. But these are the teams you got to beat. This is a team that's knocked you out of the postseason a few times in the last five years. You know, this is a team that you're most likely going to face in a uh, in a, uh, a championship game or a championship series. You know, that, that, it, it, I get it that they're tough, but this is the kind of stuff you have to overcome. So at this point in time, you lost two out of three to the Dodgers. You're going to have another one coming up a little bit later on today, which, by the way, if you're listening to us in any particular area and suddenly whatever station you're listening to goes to Brewers Baseball, you make sure you download uh, the app. And uh, you can, uh, which is the zone, and you can listen to the show continuously and still watch the Brewer game wherever you're at. So uh, just remember that. Keep that in mind. So, But th- this whole thing about, well, it was a moral victory last No, it wasn't. It was a loss. 
you didn't really hit the ball very well. You had a little bit of traffic on the base paths. In your biggest moment, you failed for the most part. And this whole thing about, did you see Yelich? He's ripping the ball. Okay. Two games does not a season make. You know, I, it, 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 you, you, baseball is an iceberg. All right? It is very slow. It's very methodical. It's very plotting. You can't get too high and you can't get too low day to day. And that's why Craig Council is such a good manager. You can feel good and exciting about the game, but the overall season, you just got to keep plotting through it, okay? But after a while, you start to hear trends and see trends and think about trends, and the trend is that this team is an all-or-nothing team when it comes to the long ball. Very rarely do they play small ball. They don't have that ability on a continuous basis. They are not great. They're decent with runners in scoring position, but they're not putting up enough runs. And when they do get really good pitching, they tend to waste it more often than not. That's where we're at. That's the reality of what the Milwaukee Brewers are. So what you need to look at, if you're going to carry, quote, momentum, which is very tough to do in baseball, you get a win today, you get two out of three against the Cubs, and then you go back into L.A. with a little bit of a head of steam, and then you say, okay, we've kind of righted the ship a little bit. Now let's see what we can do out there at Chavez Ravine. And if you steal two, out of three, or, you know, flat out just bust out and win two out of three, then then all is right with the world. But right now, the reality is you lost another game to the Cardinals. You're three games back in the standings. You can't afford – you go four or five, your season's over. You just don't have that ability on a day-in and day-out basis anymore to pick up those games. And the Cardinals are starting to play decent baseball. So the reality is you got to stay within at least three – max four games of the Cardinals, or you're not going to win this thing. And the bottom line is, after pretty much winning and leading this division all season long, if you don't win it, you're not going to the postseason. You can battle for the wild card spot, but most likely you're not even going to go there. And that's your reality. That's the reality we're living in right now. So uh, yeah, last night I, I know I had a couple of people text me was when I was driving home and said, hey, you know, well, the Brewers lost, but, you know, good hard-fought game. It was a good game if you're a baseball fan. But if you're a Brewers fan, now nah, you walked away really disappointed because you thought, okay, if you win this game, you at least have guaranteed yourself a split with what's considered to be the best team in baseball. You lose today, and then the Cardinals win again. You find yourself four games back. Now it's almost every game, every series, you're in playoff mode and you're teetering on the brink of elimination. That's what. That's the reality of what it is. 877-867-1670. So if you want to give us a shout, do it. By the way, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us there at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us uh, over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show, and you can watch the show, as many of you are right now. Um, there's quite a few people, as a matter of fact, over on the Bud Light live stream checking out uh, the Lux Golf Bays here in Franklin, Wisconsin. If you want to find us on YouTube, subscribe absolutely free on YouTube. Absolutely free. And you can check us out there. Uh, you can also find us uh, on the website, which is simply thebillmichaels.com. The, T-H-E, the, billmichaels.com. Beautiful day today. Nice breeze. Not a cloud in the sky. Loving where we're at. Good setup here. So, anyway. Uh, elsewhere, a couple of pieces of good news today. The, the best news of the day, in my opinion, is the fact that we've got our buddy, Paul Charchian, joining us again. Coming up a little bit later on the program, 
Paul Charchian, less than two hours away. Paul Charchian, get your fantasy football questions out because the Charch is going to be joining us. And that being said, uh, we're going back because the Guillotine Leagues, which is what he runs, has a media section in it. And uh, I, Paul got me into this thing, so I have been doing my drafting uh, over the last couple of days as the Guillotine Leagues, um, for the media anyway, they, uh, they draft over a six-hour period. You, everybody makes a pick. And, you, and I had mentioned this the other day. You just kind of put your, you put your uh, you know, team into a queue, if you will. And as players get drafted, they come out of your queue, but you keep players in your queue. So my team right now, Ben, ben you tell me, okay? You, you tell me what you think of this. Uh-oh. My three picks so far, okay, my three picks so far. Uh, the wide receiver, Adam Thielen, out of Minnesota. He was the best available wide receiver at the time. Uh, the wide receiver, Debo Samuel. And quarterback, Joe Burrow. Those are some, some good players. Uh, Thoughts. Okay, I don't mean this as a slight against you, but I've been told this many times, and I think I should publicly say it as well. There, there are two things I've been told that people don't care about. Number one is uh, the score you made on the golf course, and number two is your fantasy team. I have been ripped to shreds yeah. for, for sharing this information. Those are good players, though. I don't mean that as a slight against you. I just thought I'd, I would no, relay no, I the message. <laughs> Here's the thing. Nobody cares. The funny thing is is that fantasy football, fandom is huge. Don't get me wrong. But fantasy football is what really has grown the NFL. And a lot of sports for that matter. I mean, hell, people pay attention to golf now more because of fantasy golf. But fantasy has driven, monetarily has driven, has driven sports. And fantasy baseball is a little different because it's a daily thing, and I don't know too many people that play it. But I know a lot of people that play fantasy basketball, fantasy football, and fantasy golf. And that's what's really kind of driven the, uh, the the fandomonium for those particular sports, oddly enough. So I'm just asking an opinion because this, this – do you play fantasy football? I do, passively. Uh, it, actually, if it must yeah. be said, I did win the uh, the zone league last year easily. Uh, Nelson talked a big game entering it, and I completely destroyed him. But yes, <laughs> passively. Okay, uh, I and, and people have always criticized me for this, specifically people that listen to the show. I have not played fantasy football at, solely for twenty years. I buy into a team. A buddy of mine in Cincinnati, um, he, he got us into this rather high-dollar league years ago, uh, and it's not something that I can afford on my own. So there's four guys that go in together, and we all put in uh, a few hundred bucks, and and that's per team. And at the end of the year, there, there's a big party and all that kind of stuff. But I have not participated solely with a team uh, now in, in over 20 years. I did it, I think, the first year, second year maybe I came to Wisconsin, but I haven't been, you know, probably since 2019 was the last time I, I owned my own team. This is the first year I have my own team, so to speak. But fantasy drives a lot, so people get into that. And, and it, you know, we all know how it helps people, you know, understand, utilize, analyze the game and all that kind of stuff. But uh, So I'm just very randomly kind of going through this and 
setting it up for the first time in a long time. So on one hand, it's exciting. On the other hand, I'm going, oh, what the hell am I doing? It's time-consuming. But I, I just on, on a poll out there, how many people play fantasy football, do you think? Is there anybody you know that doesn't? There are many, but they're generally not as big sports fans. Uh, all of the NFL fans I know okay. uh, do play it. But, yeah, I you know, if there's right. one piece of expertise I can bring to this is given my college football nerd state, I, I can give you certain rookies that no one's heard of that might end up as good players. But aside from that, uh, I'll just okay. – I'll sit here and, and give passive reaction. Okay. Well, this is what we're going to do. Later on today we're going to talk with Paul Chargian about value and the possibility of certain guys and certain picks and – the changes that have gone on, because I know a lot of fantasy football drafts are going to be taking place. Now, when is your draft? Is it this week or next week? It has been going on for the last couple of weeks. It's a long story. Okay. Okay. So most fantasy football drafts, if they don't take place this week, they're probably going to be next week. Very rarely do they happen like the Wednesday before the season opens. Uh, some do because you wait for cutdown day and people to you know kind of trade, trade players and such. Uh, but for the most part, everything's pretty much settled here in the next couple of weeks. So, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting as we get charge on today and talk to him a little bit about value and such. So that's coming up today. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit later on with uh, Mike Zimmerman, who is the uh, the owner. His family owns this down here, the Rock Complex. And this is also the landing spot for our motorcycle ride way off to the distance, which is the umbrella. Here again. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, Let's do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, get ready to take a break. Um, and the uh, – oh, by the way, the other aspect uh, of the show today, the other pro portion of this program, uh, the Big Ten has made money, in case you have not noticed. The Big Ten, a seven-plus billion, with a B, billion-dollar TV media rights deal. Seven billion dollars they have rolled out which is just a phenomenal amount of money uh and i want to get into that as well because it's just crazy kind of money that the big 10 is doling out or that the big 10 is receiving it's it's just it's bananas uh the long-awaited media rights deal it's official and it is um <laughs> it's backloaded it starts in 2023, averages out to more than $1 billion annually. Uh, the agreement is with Fox, CBS, NBC. It's got the caveat, uh, according to someone in the Big Ten, says uh, we are not done expanding in terms of a timetable. There's potential expansion targets and such. Uh, and we know that the Big Ten Commissioner, Kevin Warren, who talked about that during Big Ten Media Week, um, that he said, look, we're going to be aggressive. But uh, we all know that what the linchpin is to all of this. The linchpin is Notre Dame. At some point, you know, you're waiting to find out what's going to happen with Notre Dame and any other additional teams that are going to eventually come into uh, the Big Ten. But in terms of the current deal, it resets the bar for what the universities can make on their media rights. 
When USC, UCLA, they're all added to the conference in 2024, the annual payout over the lifetime of the agreement could be in excess of $70 million per member in a 16-team conference. Now, keep in mind that Notre Dame was hoping to get $75 million per year for them themselves from NBC. The likelihood of that now at this point, you most assumedly would be that's not going to happen. So Notre Dame's got to either hold their breath and say we're going to hold out uh, or they're eventually going to make a decision and, and come current and say, okay, since NBC's already jumping in bed with the Big Ten, maybe we should just go in that direction. That's what a lot of people are assuming. In terms of the current deal, like I said, it, uh, it sets the, the bar rather high, but $70 million per team per year. Starting with the 2023-2024 athletic season, Big Ten Sports can be available across six different platforms. Fox, its affiliates, FS1, the Big Ten Network, CBS, which is winding down its longstanding partnership with the SEC, and NBC and its direct-to-customer streaming arm, which is Peacock, we all know. And the one big notable omission in all of this is ESPN. Uh, and ESPN's been airing Big Ten athletics for four decades, for 40-plus 40, 40 years and uh, multiple sources are saying ESPN still could jump into this, land an agreement to carry Big Ten content uh, as a sub-licensor, so to speak, uh, as far as, like, basketball goes, because they're looking to fill their basketball schedule. Um, And everybody knows that uh, with the realignment and such that's going on and what the possibilities could be for, say, a playoff system, that there is the possibility that uh, the SEC, the Big Ten, and uh, one or two, other larger conferences could decide to separate and just say we're not going to be a part of the NCAA anymore. We're going to hold our own tournament. We're going to hold our own TV rights deal. We're going to do our own thing. We're bigger, badder than everybody else on the block, so therefore we're going to own it. And for the most part, they will. The problem is that some of the smaller schools that at, at times may have a shot to actually in a year or two or four, they just strike it rich at the right time. The, for the most part, they're not going to be a part of this. That's the only down. That's the only disappointing thing. They're going to try to keep a lot of the rivalries. They're going to try to keep a lot of the uh, the history, tradition, if you will. You're still going to be playing Ohio State, Michigan. You're still going to have the uh, the Iron Bowl in Auburn, Alabama, and you're still going to have Paul Bunyan's axe and such. But uh, a lot of the other tradition of the postseason uh, is going to begin to wither and die because of the affiliations that are no longer going to be. So if you are a fan of tradition and old school, you're hating this. You're hating it. Uh, but if you're a fan of, hey, let's make it bigger, better, uh, and let me enjoy it more, like it, let's make it more competitive, more exciting, uh, more you know thought, so to speak, when it comes to each game and the meaning of each game and the impetus put on each game, then you're probably going to love it. You're probably going to enjoy the hell out of it. So anyway. Uh, so that's it. So we are broadcasting live. We are at Lux Air Bays, uh, Golf Bays, here in Franklin, Wisconsin. Uh, you got people already starting to trickle in. Now, they have not uh, had the grand opening here as of yet. That is going to take place on Friday. But today, they've been opening the doors this week. And a few people that want to come in and try it out, take a look at it, uh, you know, whether it's you know high school golf teams or just you being a, a weekend duffer, by all means, you can come by, say hello. We're up on the third floor of this place. There are three floors to this place. Three floors. They have food, televisions, 
Uh, as you can see, uh, watching on the Bud Light live stream TVs, uh, it monitors your swing, it monitors, monitors your speed, monitors the flight of the golf ball, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just really, really cool, for lack of a better term. Plus, they've got event space here, uh, which if you want to bring a party, if you want to bring a group, if you want to bring an outing for your work, uh, a charitable event, uh, I understand they're getting ready to announce they're going to put a cigar lounge into this place. I mean, there's just so many cool things that are happening here. So good, good stuff down here in Franklin, Wisconsin. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. We, again, are broadcasting live in Franklin, Wisconsin. Lux Air Bay. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, and Bud Light here on site as well at Lux Golf, which is uh, here in Franklin, Wisconsin, where we're broadcasting live from today. If you're following us on the Bud Light live stream, and uh, I, uh, I hope we get all the bugs worked out, but uh, we shall see. Hey, by the way, going back to the Brewers, interesting stuff from Adam McAlvey. Uh, Keston here, a lot of people have been clamoring for Keston here to try to get some at-bats and the fact that you know, he, uh, he's he been limited. Uh, he's hitting 296 with a 405 slugging percentage, or a on-base percentage, 60, 62 slash line, and 84 big league plate appearances against right-handed pitching this season. So why is he not playing? Uh, the Q&A with Craig Council is this. Uh, the question says, you know, is it really tricky to find out where to get him at bats right now? And uh, Craig Council said we're going to try to put out a team to win the game every night. That's the best way to say it. I don't feel like we're in a spot right now where we're trying to, quote, get somebody at bats. We're trying to put a team out there to win games. And then he was asked, uh, that might surprise some people watching because they see his numbers against righties and they think he might be a guy you want to get be at bats against right-handers. And uh, Craig said, well, I think there's a case for that. He said, are there, petition, uh, are there positional limitations? And Craig Council said, yep, you could say that. I think defense plays into our lineup decisions as well, yes. And he was asked, does swing and miss come into factor when you talk about lineup decisions? He said, no, not necessarily. I think overall the offensive picture does. Uh, And then he was asked, how has getting results from mechanical changes helped him? And uh, Craig Council said, I think that Keston Hira has done a good job of making the adjustments this year. I think that even during the season he's made adjustments, and he has made adjustments from his first 75 plate appearances probably to where we are. It's hard to do, right? Uh, the game gave him enough messages, and he finally found something. It started uh, as modifying the leg kick, and it's changed even more since then. Credit him for attempting to make those adjustments and having some success with them. Now, it still doesn't say why he's not finding his way into the lineup, and I can't believe that I'm you know, also one of the people that are saying, wait a minute, you know, Kesson here, for as bad as he's been against right-handed hitting or against right-handed pitching, he's been extremely good. When you've got guys that, that you know aren't sniffing the lineup, and and let me ask you this, and Ben, you tell me, Cody Bellinger is having a terrible season, and was benched the other night. They just flat out didn't play him. It's just not even to say, well, we need to give him time off. They just they just took him out of the lineup. At some point, when you got a guy going over twenty five, batting from the left side of the plate, in in, in Christian Yelich, 
and his 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 numbers just really aren't that good. Let's be honest. D- don't you just say, you know, hey Christian, why don't you go sit for a while? If you can't help us, you're hurting us. And we're, in other words, we're playing you, Christian, because you're making a lot of money. So, do you buy the argument of we're trying to put a team out there to win games? I do. I think some of the struggles there are not necessarily with Yelich. I, the Yelich situation, they have to play him. I feel like I. It's not like they could throw other guys out there in the outfield. Plus the money, and I mean. Before this month, he had been hitting okay and getting on base okay. But when it comes to fielding the best lineup, and Adam pointed this out, I feel like this is getting caught between what McCutcheon could maybe bring as a veteran and thinking that other good play could be around the corner as opposed to maybe he's just, you know, a a little too old and doesn't have it anymore compared to what Hira could bring. So if it was up to me, Hira would be in the lineup every time there's a righty on the mound. And Kurt Hogg also mm-hmm. did a good job uh, documenting the changes he has made uh, to his swing and stuff like that. But in terms of fielding the best lineup every day, I, I would say Council does. I still believe he's a little, uh, you know, tied, hands tied behind the back with the lack of moves and the lack of depth, really, uh, right. and hitting depth especially. But I, I would like to see Hira out there. I say all that to say, though, I can't really discount Council here. I feel like this could be more of a front office thing. Yeah, uh, that's that's the way I feel. I, when I sat last night and I did the Q and A uh, after the uh, cigar or at the cigar dinner, most people seem to feel like the front office has given up. Do you feel like that? No, I don't think they've given up. And also, I, it's necessary to note, Josh Hader hasn't pitched in like seven days for San Diego because he only pitches in save situations where it's the ninth inning and he right. can throw one inning. I No, I don't think they've given up. I also don't believe they've maximized their team's chances to win this year. That Maybe that's the better way of putting it. So when you say we're doing everything we can to win games, the question becomes, are you? Or is that lip service? You're three games back right now behind the St. Louis Cardinals. San Diego, for the trade they made, at the time they were 12 games behind the Dodgers, and everybody thought that, well, there's no way they're going to catch the Dodgers, and pretty much that's true. But when you look at the wild card standings where things are right now, the Brewers are still two games behind San Diego. You know, San Diego getting a win yesterday, and the Brewers obviously not. Uh, In the meantime, they're six and a half games behind the Atlanta Braves, a half game or uh, one and a half games behind the Philadelphia Phillies, two games behind the Padres and uh, two and a half games, three and a half games, excuse me, three and a half games ahead of the Giants. So, I mean, the Brewers are, don't, don't get me wrong, they're still within striking distance, but I still think that if the Brewers don't win the division, they're not making it to the postseason. I, I just, I, I don't I don't think they are. And, and while people talk about the Padres being two, two games ahead of them, technically it's two and a half games because the Phillies are right now in, in the second wild card spot. So, you know, you're not chasing the Padres. I mean, technically, I guess you can say you're behind the Padres, but you're chasing the Phillies because the Phillies are two and a half games right now uh, or a half game up on the Brewers in that uh, in that chase. So I I don't think the Brewers have maximized their ability to, to win games. I think it's a big disappointment right now. 
I, I, I really do. Um, I, you know, as Gary said, he says he feels like they punted on the season. It's just sad. Um, Mark says that uh, the Brewers gave up, therefore the fans should too. Last night I had more than a few questions and discussion. I mean, it got like people were angry. They traded away Hater, saying, well, you could have done this in the postseason. You know, after the year, you could have done this. There was no net, there, there was no reason that you had to do it right here, right now, for what you got in return. And for what you got in return, certainly hasn't benefited this team. And everybody and their brother knew you needed a bat. And instead, you got pitching prospects and two guys that really aren't any good. And the only reason you did it was because you didn't feel like you wanted to pay him in the offseason. I, I just – I the, the, the overwhelming sentiment is – the Brewers front office gave up on the season as much as they want. And I feel, do you feel bad for Craig council? A little bit. I do. Yes, I do. I feel like he was, I don't want to say blindsided because I'm sure he's in on all these discussions, but you can, when, when they lose a game and you, you know, they're specifically talking about players like Kesson here and what they need to do. And, you know, and then obviously right after the, uh, the, the, you know, Josh Hader trade and, when he is sitting there talking to the media about the trade and about what they got and what's what's in return, you feel bad for the guy because he, I, you know, he knows what's going on, but in some way, shape, or form, he's got to sell it to the, not only the fans but the guys in that clubhouse. That oh no, we're going for it. We're a really good baseball team. You know, we're 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 going to be. You know, it's almost like major league at this point where you need to have a team meeting and guys need to stand up and say, well, then just go win the whole damn thing. You know, it's on the guys now. I mean, because clearly front office didn't help you. They didn't do anything. I mean, I there, there were people last night. Now, I wouldn't go that far. But people last night said, yeah, get rid of David Stearns. His magic is gone. You know, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. The guys had a lot of really good moves. It's strictly a what have you done for me, you know, lately business. I understand that. But, you know, they've I, – I think today, as much as our emotions can run hot and cold, I think today's a, a big day because if they lose today – Cardinals win, Padres win. You're starting to look three, four games back. You know, I, I think then the you are under a tremendous amount of pressure because it is so hard once you get four games back with five weeks to go to climb back into this thing. It, it, it would all but pretty much seal your fate. And then you're just simply chasing a wild card. And then the question becomes, do you think they can win a wild card game? I think they can. You can win one game. You can get hot for a day. But – is there anything to tell you the way this team has performed, specifically since the Josh Hader trade, that they have any headway to where you can say, oh, yeah, the, the four things you need to win a championship, you need to be good. Eh, they're pretty good, but they're not great. You need to be healthy. For the most part, they've gotten healthy again. You need to be lucky, not, not a whole lot of luck, and you need to be hot. And they're not hot. You know, three of the four that you need to win a championship, you don't have. And you're only pretty good. You're not you're not by far talent wise better than what's out there, than those ahead of you. So, I I, I think a lot of things. Mature, I, I, that's the reason I think more so than anything that David Stearns and Mark Antanasio looked at this and said, you know what, if we can sell this to the fans that it's a good thing to get rid of Josh Hader, let's get rid of the money now. That's just the way. That's the perception becoming reality to a lot of people. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break and come back. Broadcasting live, as you can see over on the Bud Light live stream, it is at Lux Golf Bays. We are here in Franklin, Wisconsin. It is uh, a fantastic time here. 
and uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us, uh, whether you're watching over on uh, the Bud Light live stream or listening to us anywhere throughout the state of Wisconsin. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers and the Saints wrapped up their two days of joint practices, getting ready for tomorrow night's preseason game. It was sunny and warm and 80 degrees. Two camp fights broke out. The Saints dismissed wide receiver Jarvis Landry after he got into an altercation with Packers defensive back Eric Stokes. Was Stokes expecting it? Of course. I expect it to be even more physical because now cheat shot they were doing during practice that we have rules and stuff. Like, nah, we know the rules. Like, it is what it is. As long as it's between the white lines, we can do whatever. So I feel like it's going to be a lot more physical Friday. Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Yeah, I thought um, it's a little hotter today than it was yesterday. You know, we got a little light on the offensive line. They, they got a really good front, and so it led to some some challenges in terms of protection. But I thought our guys fought. I thought our guys battled through. That's, look, second day. You know, everybody goes in, and they get coached up a little bit. They come out with a little bit more fire the next day. You don't like seeing it, but it's part of what happens in these practices when you're going against another team. So we dealt with it. We moved on from it, and I thought we had a couple of good days of work. Packers rookie outside linebacker J.J. Enigbari is emerging as a backup candidate behind Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. I feel like I had pretty sol- two solid days. And definitely a lot of stuff I can work on, hand, hand placement, stuff like that, just being more aggressive on my strike. But um Overall, pretty good solid days. Packers head coach Matt Lofleur. Certainly there's some things that we have to clean up from an operations standpoint, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. But I thought really the guys competed hard, and I thought it was a productive practice. That's Matt Lofleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. program we are glad you're with us hopefully you're uh enjoying the weather wherever you're at man it's picture perfect if you're watching on the bud light live stream you've been checking us out at uh, lux bay golf and we're here in franklin wisconsin want to remind you coming up uh, in fast and furious we are we are more just a little over two weeks away from the motorcycle ride. It continues to grow. But on Sunday, September 4th, we ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin, which is one of the reasons we're here. Because at this tremendous facility, not just the Lux Bay Golf, but over in the Milkman Stadium, the Umbrella Bar, uh, down with all the baseball fields, the rock complex, off into the distance uh, is, the, is the ski and snow hill uh, come wintertime. Uh, but this is going to be the first stop on the motorcycle ride. And uh, we cannot cannot wait. Uh, this is going to be something completely different um, for what we've done in the past. And uh, the people that come with us like unique spots, and this is one of them. So if you haven't signed up yet, please do so. Uh, please go to FisherHouseWI.org or right there on the Bud Light live stream. You can scan the QR code right now and get registered. It'll take you right to the registration page. But uh, and two reasons. One, you get a little bit of a price break uh, if you and a passenger sign up early. The second portion of this is that you also get pre-registered for the only the people who pre-register have a shot at winning some of the great prize packages we put together to kind of spur on the incentive to get pre-registered. And as the weather continues to be uh, forecasted for us, it looks really good so far. So knock on wood that 
uh, it holds up because they're right now calling for 81 and sunny. And that would be huge. So, again, we're a little more than two weeks away. Things can change. But uh, right now it looks really great. So the gods are smiling on us. So uh, thanks to our friends at Bud Light, obviously, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, which is where we're going to end up, MKE Brewing, which is where we start. Uh, then you've got Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. And uh, they jumped on board this year, and they're going to provide some dealers for us at the end of this thing. Also, our friends at Growth Law. Go to growthlaw.com, one of the best uh, law firms in the country for bikers' rights. Great Lakes Dragaway, where they've got a couple of events coming up. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com down in Union Grove. Lori Butler's going to be down there for an appearance. Uh, the new Hall of Famer. Also, you're going to have uh, Gilbert Brown. Uh, and they're going to do a lot of family fun stuff down there. Our friends at Buzzard Billy's. I went to Buzzard Billy's last night out in La Crosse. My God. Uh, uh, Callie and everybody treated us so well, but we had such a nice time out there. And the, uh, by the way, the pepper jack cheese bites are fantastic. And then our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers, Andy Kane, his wife Jen, and everybody that works up there and, and has such a great family-owned business, a jewelry store that is awesome in West Bend. And he has the website, or not the website, but the uh, the Instagram page that is buy like a guy, and it basically shows guys how to uh, how to how to set the mood for certain purchases, if you will. But uh, all of them, uh, thanks for being on board and, and joining us this year for the motorcycle ride. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, uh, we're going to talk with Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, uh, about 20 minutes from now. Also, Mike Zimmerman, who owns this complex down here, is going to join us at the bottom of the next hour. Uh, today, Keston Hira is in the lineup. Now, here's a thought, because Keston, Keston Hira is going to be, uh, be starting today over at first base. Against lefties, against lefties, and a lefty's playing today. He's batting 175 with a 278 on base percentage and a 548 OPS. Against righties, he's batting 307 with a 409 on base percentage and a 1.062 OPS. Ben, don't I mean I get change for the sake of change at times can be good, but don't you get the sense that they're setting him up for failure by pitching by playing him against a lefty today? Yeah, a bit. I can't argue with trying to change what hasn't really worked. Uh, it's not like, I, I mean, Telez, I feel like, does most of his damage against righties as well. I, I'm okay with it. Maybe Keston right. here is swing changes can bode towards, you know, hitting better against lefties. We'll see. I'm okay with it. We have got breaking news in the NFL when we come back. A decision and a deal has been struck. We will talk about it. Also, Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, can talk some Packers football. Going to talk about what's going on down here at the bottom of the next hour, but we have breaking news in the NFL coming up. Stay tuned. We got more right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.